Good morning. Good morning. Good how weird, morning. How weird was that? I said good morning and not Herb today. I know. It was very weird. Very <laughs> weird. It's odd to be sitting here without him either on a screen or sitting right in front of us. Yeah. So Herb decided it would be okay to let us fly solo today. Yeah. He still had some rules, I think. <laughs> I would like to have changed that opening music up, but I think we'll hold off for now. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, I think he'd tell me that I had until the end of the week if we did that. So um, I oh, think I'll pass. Well, I'll be good then. <laughs> I don't want to do that to you. No. So as you can hear, Herb is out and it is myself, communications director, Emily Tadlock, along with our COO, Eric Ritchie. Hello. And Northern Maine Regional Ops Manager, Tim LePage. Howdy. And then Southern Maine Regional Ops Manager, Doug Morrison, will join us in just a few minutes. We'll give him a call. Um, I'll just quickly go down our rundown for today. Our safety topic with Cam Hagar is going to be on carbon monoxide. Uh, we've got a couple of shout outs. Price is right. The cost of a Cat 390 rental per hour. Not as many guesses on this this week as I thought there would no, be. Not as many guesses, but uh, it is a pricey unit. That yeah, is for sure. That is, that is definitely for sure. Um, we've got a couple of announcements. And then uh, as far as bids go. So it's... Uh, Right around 11.32 on Wednesday, December 8th, and about 15 minutes ago, uh, we gathered up as a group and watched the MDOT bid opening, and we are the apparent low bidder on the I-395 project at just under $84 million. So, uh, Sergeant Corporation is waiting for a contract from the DOT, and uh, the I-395 project is ours. So, a lot of hard work by Pat Dubay, Dave Preble, Ryan Bragg, Josh Shaw, Tim LePage. I'm sure there's countless others I'm forgetting, but... Uh, Pat and Dave especially put a one heck of an effort in here and uh, to see it come home and, and pay off is great. Folks see the bid results is a bit of a gap between us and the second bidder. I say a bit of a gap. It's a large gap, but uh, uh, we sat and reviewed this thing the last two days over and over and over again, and we went in very comfortable at 11 o'clock with our bid, and we came out very comfortable at about 11.17 with our bid. So we're, I can tell we're you, happy customers. I've never been part of this process before, and so sitting in that room waiting for the number to be read out was terrifying wow <laughs> yeah i can't believe uh, you guys do that all the time it's a little nerve-wracking but after uh, seven weeks to think about the job and uh you know this job's been talked about we were just talking it's been talked about for over two decades so to see it come home is a uh, is a great thing and to know we're going to be the ones building it is uh, an even more rewarding thing to see so a uh, great thing for the company biggest job the company's ever had at 84 million dollars uh three-year project and uh yeah, we're ready to get started. Scott Blanchard's already texted me saying that he's been waiting for four years to build this job. So there here we are. Let's we're ready go. to go. Good for Sergeant. Awesome. All right. So um, why don't I get Doug on the phone and then we'll start our uh, our main interview. Sounds great. Dial him up. Dialing for Doug. How you doing? Hey, Doug, you're on the podcast. There's no Herb today, so it's just me, you, Eric, and Tim right now. Okay. Just us, Doug. Can you handle it? 
can probably handle it. Am I actually live right now or am I uh, getting geared up to be live? You're live right now. You're live and in person. Yeah. yeah. I'm perfect. Just just got out of second meeting of the day. So, well, only, the, sec- timing. only the second at 11 o'clock. I don't know if that's a good sign or not. So, uh, I got a couple more to go. Well, so. I, I figured you did. Appreciate you joining us. I know both you and Tim are quite busy. Yeah, no problem. Glad to be on. So, as we look at the regions a little bit, talking about both uh, northern and southern Maine, we've had, uh, I think as we've said on the podcast many times, we've had a good year here. Um, both of these regions certainly, certainly had a good year. And there's a lot of things that uh, tied into that. And uh, as we're looking ahead, and we've been doing some volume planning, we uh, we see both of these regions continuing to have some strong times. The next 18 months especially, the horizon looks pretty bright. Uh, but Tim, why don't, you, uh, why don't you chat a little bit about the uh, northern Maine region? And I will say before you start off, I want to just thank you personally for everything you did this past year. Uh, it's been a difficult year in many ways, but uh, you and your group have managed extremely well. Yep, I, I appreciate it, Eric. But like you say, I can't do it with the guys in the field. They, they bring it home every day, day in and day out. So... Um, we had a great year, northern Maine this year. Um, out east, Keith and the crew was out there. I mean, there was a project, there was four projects within like a 10-mile radius. They did an excellent job on the airport, wastewater treatment facility, uh, Perry, Perry Pump Station, and a uh, Coast Guard facility. We're buttoning up on four, three of those projects, and the Coast Guard facility is still going on. We'll finish that in the spring. Um, we did complete, up in Caribou, the wastewater treatment facility. We're waiting for... Just the final startup on the blowers, but everything's in there and installed. So that project turned out really well. Um, Chris Lynch and the crews are in New Limerick um, for Myron, working on a big expansion up there. And we got a couple more, couple more weeks left in there, and then we'll probably have a couple weeks in the spring uh, finishing cleaning up there. Um, there's a lot of solar projects going on between northern Maine and southern Maine, um, especially right now. They're actually carrying a bunch of the crews going for a while and a lot of them there's like two or three that are really going to push through the winter so hopefully we can keep some guys going on that work and the horizon on solar is just booming there's more work out there than we can handle right now but yeah i think it's been uh <clears throat> it's been a challenge to manage uh, in a lot of ways but really grateful for that work right now it's keeping a lot of people going uh some folks still thanksgiving like you said it's going to keep us going until christmas pretty yep. strong so yep. it's a, a blessing to have it it really is a um, couple other projects we did this year. Uh, one that I'm really proud of is in Norridgewalk. We went in and uh, uh, we prepared moving um, a bunch of unsuitable material that we moved back in the early 2000s. It was over 350,000 yards. We went in there with some tight budgets, and the guys knocked it out of the park. They worked some long hours and uh, did a really good job over there getting ready for, uh, hopefully, an expansion over there this year. We're waiting on plans, which we're expecting in the next couple of weeks, and hopefully we can get an early start on that. Uh, project over there would be really great, great work. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a great piece of work, and uh, uh, along with some other landfill work that's coming in northern Maine as well. We're hoping to see some things in uh, Millinocket and up to Dolby, and maybe some more work in Baileyville, um, yep. around the Bangor region, Old Town, Juniper Ridge is supposed to be coming with some more landfill work. So, hoping for a strong year in landfills next yep. year. There's definitely an opportunity out there, and we should be able to knock it out of the park. We, re- we really enjoy that type of work. Uh, a couple of projects this year that we did was in um, Kingfield. Uh, Ricky Clement and the crew was up there. They did a really good job on getting – it's a two-year project, and we got over half of the pavement down and the in, in-town work, which was some of the most difficult and technical with traffic and sidewalks and underground electrical has been completed. Um, and we've got one stretch that has a little bit of uh, uh, 
a water line we have to do that's a little tricky, but the rest of it's pretty much box cut and paving. So we're really excited to get in there this next year and hammer the rest of that project out. The crew's really worked hard there. Yeah, great job by Ricky and Ben Lee and just several other guys that were out there all season with a really skeleton crew. Really skeleton um, crew, but they did really a young crew. But I think they all learned a lot and gained a lot of knowledge, which we're just building for the future with stuff like that. So Absolutely. it was a great learning ground. Um, and then we went out and finished uh, Roxbury when Peter Broberg started it last year. Um, they had to shut it down for winter due to delivery of turbines. They um, had some bigger turbines delivered, so they delayed it like six months. And they got those installed, and we went out this out there this fall before the snow came and got it all closed out. We did some hydro seeding. We may have to go back in the spring and just do a little touch-up if it doesn't catch, but that project really turned out really well. That's exciting because that project has been going on for a while. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll, I'll tell you where we started and finished with that one. If you remember, uh, it was in 2020 we were starting. We were talking about starting that in February of 2020 and uh, ended up getting pushed till later in the season and really landed in an ideal time for us, it, and it, the it, work went very well. It was perfect, perfect time, and we were able to get in there. There was uh, a lot of dirt. We were able to move it good weather and get it done before the winter came. It worked out really, really well. turned out really nice project. Everybody's happy from the state and the owner, so it turned out really good. Yeah, good job closing it out. Yep, and then the one one other good project we got coming for early start in the spring is the uh, Waterville Airport. Um, it's a really good chance to get in there early. Um, it's, uh, some sub work with paving. There's about 10,000 feet under drain and a bunch of electrical, but it's something we should be able to hit really early in the spring, get going on and uh, knock it out. I think we have a 90-day window shut down, so we'll get in and knock it out of the park and Make it happen for the yeah. The we like we like those jobs, yeah. airport jobs. Go in quick hitters, get it done. Quick so, hitters and get it done. So. And it's a good place to work. So, one to throw you a little bit of a curveball, and Doug's listening, so he can uh, sit back on the curveball when it comes <laughs> time for him. But uh, what was your biggest challenge this year, Tim? Uh, biggest challenge, I would say, um, it was probably the biggest challenge, but it turned out the best for us was in Eastport um, at the airport. We actually went to Canada. To get the 209, it was the first time that we bought product from pretty much out of the country. Uh, Keith Edgecombe knew of a contractor up there and hooked up with him, and we had to do some some uh, intricate ways of paying him because of wire oh, transfers yes. and money. And but it really thank you, Carrie and Tasha. Yes, thank you, Carrie and Tasha. Yep. They uh, they hooked us up with that, but it turned out exceptional for the project. I mean, it was a product that's very hard to make, and these guys were awesome. Uh, it took us about two weeks to dial it in with them, but they were on board. They'd give us samples. We'd run them through their lab and our lab to make sure they jived. And once we started producing it, it was spot on, and it just it worked awesome. And then we actually used them on some other projects out in that area at the uh, Perry uh, pump station job and the Coast Guard job. Um, the prices are really competitive, and the prices and the product was good. So we're going to use them in the future on those my projects up there so. yeah and it's nice to build a relationship like that especially in an area like that where there isn't a lot of suppliers and those type of things and you know sitting at the bid table i can remember with that job we went at it pretty aggressively um and to see the job come in where it uh, came in at you know keith keith improved the job he and the guys improved the job um but it was definitely a win-win there to be able to take a little bit of a risk and, and try something different yeah i mean that's the beauty of what we do is is uh you know we want to stay inside a box every once in a while it's not bad to go outside and try try Amen. different things and uh, most of the time they work out good. Sometimes they don't, but most of the time, you know, you try to, if you try to drive hard enough and make it work, it will work. And that's one that really worked out well for us. So, so. in typical LePage fashion, I asked you about a challenge and you turned it into a bright side. So <laughs> let me ask you about your, uh, what was the most rewarding thing to you in 2021? Most rewarding? Uh, I would say, honestly, the crew in Kingfield. Um, I challenged all those guys 
including Ricky Clement. I knew there was a young crew up there. Uh, it was a learning ground, and those guys went up there and absolutely knocked it out of the park. There was no complaining. No, I mean, ideally they went up there and did the job. They did it well. Everybody was happy from the town, the state, and it just it really makes my heart just bleed, Sergeant, to see those guys, young guys, you know, two or three years experience, gain that experience to know that our future's bright, you know, that just, it worked perfect. It really did. They all seem to really enjoy each other's company too. Like they had a good time up there. Between Ricky and all the guys working, they all got along. I mean, they hung out together at work, but then they made fun after work. You know, they had a couple spots where they went, went bowling at night and they just, it was a good crew. And it really, I mean, sometimes, you know, when you get it, when it works, it just works. And that crew just worked up there and. Well, and it's a hell of a concept, too, to think that you can actually have a little fun at work and uh, enjoy who you're (laughs) working with. It certainly makes the job a lot easier. And when you're sleeping in a hotel room and being away from home and all that, it's awful nice to have a bunch of guys and and ladies that you're working around that that made the day go by. Yep. So um, kind of the last question for you, but being an ops manager, which I, I think is a not an easy role in this company. Uh, you guys handle a lot in the course of a day from just trying to get projects off the ground to the day-to-day management that it's hard to describe. Uh, what's the biggest challenge to your job personally? Oh, I would say personally is taking a step back at times. Um, I've come from up the ranks from, I started out as a laborer then to a surveyor to, you know, foreman to superintendent is sometimes managing you know, not getting too deep in the details. That's one of the things that is hard for me because I like I like to get involved in all the details, but sometimes you need to just take a step back. And we have good people. We have good superintendents, good foremen, good laborers, good operators. Just let them do their job. They're going to they're gonna take care of you. So yeah, That's you a know. tough thing to do because uh, we're, we're tasked with controlling a lot at times, but uh, a lot of it's out of your control in the it course is. of a day. And uh, as you said, having to pull yourself up, I think you said take a step back. You know, you're almost having to pull yourself up another 10,000 feet and get up to cruising altitude a little bit to be able to fly at the level that you have to fly at. So, but sometimes by flying at a higher level, you can deal with bigger issues rather than getting bogged down in all the weeds. And I see that it definitely helps to, for the bigger, for the region to, to do that. Yeah, so. And it's, it's nice when we can all sit together, you and I and Doug and Sean and Jim and, uh, you know, Tim Richards comes in as well. And, uh, that's always a good time. And Justin Porter to be able to kind of pull ourselves all up a little bit and have some of those conversations on bigger and broader things. And I know I appreciate that time whenever we have it. So, yeah, me too. well, I appreciate your answers. Well, thank and, you. And uh, I guess one other question for you, just a little bit on the personal side. How's your family doing? Awesome. Awesome. The uh, My kids play football and softball and basketball. They're in another season. So uh, they're juniors this year. I'm excited to keep watching them. And that's what it's all about, my family. And yep. join and watch doing it. So your daughter won great. a state championship? Yeah, she won a state championship in field hockey. And my boys won all conference awards. So doing really good so yeah, you awesome. got, your, got your hands full triplets yep. at 16 years old that's uh i've got one 16 year old and that's enough to manage a little old three of them <laughs> yeah but right can't even manage myself so um well no i appreciate it tim um doug are you still on the phone still here you're still here so i don't know if you can uh hear a sheep owl driver going in the background here so no nope. 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 nope, it's okay. not good. we can't hear it but we can hear you and that's the same as a sheep pile driver because you're always driving <laughs> away so uh why don't you give us a rundown on your region doug and then i'll fire a couple questions at you as well sure i'll uh, i'll start on the most northern project west gardner uh everybody knows that's been a job that's been oh about two and a half years in progress and a huge milestone we wrapped that up at uh end of october early november um, $30 million job, uh, Scott Blanchard and company, um, 
and you had James McCarthy with him there. The two of those guys with Tyler Barnes did a standout job on that one to wrap that one up. Absolutely. Um, great job for the in. company. Absolutely great job. Um, got a lot of accolades from from the main turnpike authority on that job, on how smooth it went. Came in under budget and uh, just just very happy overall on that project. And uh, I wish I wish we had one of those in the queue at all times, but they don't come around all the time. Um, say the next job, just moving south from there, uh, was a was a challenging job uh, at the Brunswick landfill. And Tim Blaze, uh, the superintendent on that job, uh, worked with Mark Wright, key foreman on that job. Uh, that went extremely well as as well. And I saw a lot of growth in people on that job. Um, we had a lot of young people on that job from, from Chandler Plant and, and Trevor Gardner and, and new operator Dustin Brown. All those guys, very new, but uh, they ate that job up. And uh, for another company to do that, we were talking about this the other day, um, we barely get the seating done on that job. And we threw a lot of horsepower at that mm. with three dozers and two excavators and you know, eight to 14 trucks hauling at one time out there just to meet the schedule. It was, it was very tight to get that done on time. But um, once again, the city of Brunswick, very happy. DEP, very happy. we got a great uh, grass growth on that project. Uh, so, you know, no warranty issues on, on grass growth over there. Just a phenomenal job that once again was a, definitely a big help to the bottom line for the, for the company overall. Yeah. You had, a, <clears throat> you had a great crew there, Doug. And, uh, I'd echo that, you know, the job looks great seeing it done. And, uh, uh, I know it took an awful lot of effort to get there, but, uh, Tim and Mark Wright and, uh, some of those young guys that you mentioned that uh, haven't been here for too long, really, like you said, latched onto it, didn't I? Just an outstanding They definitely job. stepped, they stepped up and I think they learned a lot from that project too, which can help them moving forward and hopefully grow them further into their career. And we've, we've kind of been talking about some of those up and comers just in the last week or so. Yep. Um, yeah, from that job, moving over into, had two jobs kind of side-by-side side in Booth Bay at the Country Club, uh, doing a new spa site work over there, uh, as well as a, a DOT job in Edgecombe. And uh, the good news is they kind of kind of went hand-in-hand because hand we had a bunch of surplus rock from, from the Country Club, which we were able to crush down into type B gravel and, and use on the Edgecombe project, which was a huge, huge benefit cost-wise on that project is there's, there's not a lot of close aggregates over in that neck of the woods that um, that pass for DOT specifications. No, and that was and, by design as we kind of looked at the work. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that Booth Bay job, uh, Doug, and that's a pretty tough little job. It's a tight little site, tight job, and uh, having something else down in that area to kind of help us offset the cost, I think was a good thing. It, it definitely did. Uh, and you talked about a tight site, um, we were fortunate enough to, you know, have the site to ourselves for a while, but as soon as the building sub started there, it was clearly that we needed to shut that job down for the, for the winter. Just, uh, the site is just barely over an acre and there's a lot going on in that, that acre. So, I mean, it was on a postage stamp. And when you figure you have 20, 20 foot of rock cuts coming out of there, there's not a lot for that, for that material to go. So I was having to haul off site. Um, lucky we had a, contact over at a local quarry who let us use their facility and worked out very, very well. So yeah. And kudos uh, to that Edgecombe crew because boy, when they were working right there in the peak of summer, that was a high traffic, little highway area that just man, 
you were just talking about a tight work site. That was a tight work site. Yeah, they, they had some extreme concerns, too, uh, from the public on whether that job could even be done during the summer. And they were actually looking at possibly pushing the job off to the following year. But um, I think Troy and, and the team came up with a good plan from traffic control that allowed two-way traffic to maintain throughout the entire project. And just the, the phasing is really what helped that job and avoided a bunch of night work for our crews, which nobody likes night work. So it was certainly a win-win for for everybody ourselves as well as the dot and they were very happy the way the job turned out so it's uh, taking a job and making an opportunity of it mm-hmm. yep that's right that's right um obviously once you get down in the portland area most people are aware of the two other big projects we got going on um you got the portland back of south project that ian mccarthy is running and i'm actually sitting out here right now and i've got a sub hb fleming pulling sheets right next to me and is a fair amount going on this site and this this is a project we've been oh geez about a year and a half we've been in progress over here and it's it's going to go all winter and most of next summer too um challenging job extremely challenging it's design build and uh you think you picture design build and it's going to be all designed before you start it but um there's designing every day on this job but just one of the phone calls i just got off a few minutes ago was was redesigning complete uh, phase two bracing system so just it never ends on this job and uh from from sergeant standpoint we're going to be gearing up and putting in about 1200 feet of 60 inch pipe somewhere around 22 to 24 feet deep so uh, the challenges never end over here it's uh it's what makes the job interesting that's that's kind of the work i like is it's not cookie cutter and you never do the same thing twice um well what i like about the design build process doug is also Well, it, it, frankly, it's the biggest challenge with the design build process as well is that you can keep designing, you can keep doing those things and looking for a better way to do it. So That's right. You're, you're not tied to the to the plans. When we do come up with an idea, we're teamed with Woodard and Curran and, and we bounce it off them and they redesign things for us on the fly. And, you know, if, at the end of the day, the, any of the savings associated with those designs uh, go in our pocket instead of the city's. But, I mean, they've got a fixed number that they're working with. And as long as they're okay with the design changes and, and everything gets approved, then they've been very cooperative on, on working with us. So yeah, it's good working it's been, relationship been a, here with the city. Yeah, definitely. Um, which rolls right into the other big job we've got with the city across the Bay. Uh, Adam Tienan's been heavy into progress all year on back Cove West and a very unique project for the, not only me, but for the, for the entire company and, you're going to ask me the question later what the biggest challenge is oh, you're getting that ahead. I had to deal with. You're getting with. ahead. Uh, there's no sense in talking about it twice. Oh, go to it now. <laughs> by far um, the most time and involvement I've had to spend uh, on a project as well as the super. Uh, we've spent almost six months planning this job, which we were very fortunate to have the time over the winter and early spring to do such, uh, which has really aided that job. I couldn't imagine just you know, getting that job and having to start two weeks later because a lot of innovative ideas came from spitballing, you know, around the table and, you know, just talking with different people and a lot of, a lot of drawings on the whiteboard, which I know Tim, I share an office with Tim and you can look out across and there's a lot of crazy stuff drawn on the wall, but a lot of it came to fruition too with, with some of the design and uh, things we've done over there to, to get this job moving forward. 
and uh, the crew over there, I got, I got to echo all my crews I've had all, all year. And I know Tim said it earlier, they have made things happen this year. And I'm so fortunate to work with those guys. Um, they've taken all our, you know, design ideas and they've made it come to reality. And I'm sure you guys have seen some of the videos. I mean, we're extremely deep over there. We're, we're sheeting. We've got gantry cranes, you know, lowering boxes in. We've got widen excavators uh, with, you know, third sticks put on them to get 30 feet in the ground. And it's, it's pretty, pretty cool to watch. Uh, you don't get a job like this that comes around very often and, uh, it's going extremely well. Um, we're, we're a little behind on some of the box culvert sections, but we're, we're actually extremely ahead on, on some of the pipe install on the job. Yeah. So. You guys are, uh, taking that attitude of just trying to get better every day, Doug. And, uh, yeah. you know, that's important yeah. on a job like that. You started out in the worst part of the job on top of it. So you know, progress comes inch by inch, and uh, you're starting to see some gains there. And appreciate you mentioning the uh, the time that was, I say, given the time that was there to be able to plan for the job too. I mean, that's something that I think we can continue to do a better job of. But uh, you know, you and Adam having the time to spend for months ahead of time looking at this thing, and that needed to happen. And we've definitely seen some benefit from that in in other places as well. I, I really appreciate the time Doug spends on. We call it spitballing. The ideas that come up there, some of them are like way out of space, but some of them are not that far out of space. And him and his crews make it happen. And it's Absolutely. awesome to watch challenges be conquered by a team of guys, not only us, but like Doug says, we come up with these guys, but people in the field make it happen between a fab shop and everybody. It's just awesome to see the team team atmosphere behind it. Absolutely. It really is. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on a magazine article basically on the innovation at Bat Cove West and doing the interview with Doug and Adam. It's just so much that went into that. So many different people with input, and it's just a real team effort to see all of that come together. Well, that's a rewarding part to me because when you see it in the street, it probably looks a little easy uh, for people walking by seeing it there. <laughs> but uh, knowing what went into this and, uh, you know, people don't see the lost sleep that you have over <laughs> those type of things and uh, all that. And I know, Doug, you... For some reason, you seem to have more energy than most people I know, and I think that's a great thing. But, uh, you know, it does cause some lost sleep, and you mentioned a big challenge, and that job is a big challenge. Uh, both of those Bat Cove projects are, are big challenges, and uh, uh, we're all sitting and, and happy with the progress. But, uh, you know, it still causes you a little discomfort when you think about it, and honestly, that's not a bad thing. We should be a little uncomfortable with it. So No, absolutely. I hope both of these projects, you know, two years from now, we're going to be able to look back on these, and, you know, it's, it's going to be something where, going to be proud of for future generations are going to talk about because they're just they're not everyday jobs that you see you know, other companies doing so kind of puts us in a, a different ballpark and, and maybe puts us in a position where we'd be able to be a front runner when more of this work comes out i mean we've got a lot of experience doing that so absolutely definitely a resume builder uh for the company um just moving on to other projects i know tim talked about solar as well um I've kind of got the, the Richie Otis solar division and, and then, um, you know, Tim's got the, the Brent Williams and Richie has been doing a phenomenal job bouncing between, Oh, I bet he's worked on six different projects, six or seven different solar projects this year. And that's the nature of that work. It's, you know, you might spend a week here and then have to move complete shop over to the next one for two weeks and back for a couple of days. But I think that's, why those projects are going so well is we're we're flexible and we've got tag trailers to throw the equipment on and move them midweek and uh, just 
be very accommodating to the uh, the developer. I think that's another key to our success. And we've built relationships with a couple of these developers and, and they trust us and we, we do a good job for them and keeps getting us repeat work. Yeah, and it's nice to see a couple of these folks just coming out of the woodwork handing us work. Yep. And that's a big testament to you and Tim and Brent and Richie and uh, PMs that have that have handled these things uh, and, and Pat and the estimating team as well. They They do enjoy working with us. Yep. No, just give them a quality product and be accommodating. And, and I think that's gone a long way on, on these projects. So Richie and company's done a, done a great job this season. Um, new project just started probably a couple months ago, but we're really knocking the crap out of it is this York toll plaza project. And it, uh, has, uh, James McCarthy as a superintendent on that job. And, he was extremely fortunate to work with Scott Blanchard up in West Gardner. And uh, he was a field engineer on that project, but we gave him the opportunity to, to actually run this one by himself and he's doing a great job. Um, helps having the same team together too. Uh, we're dealing with a lot of the same people from the main Turnpike Authority and uh, we've got Mike Thibodeau as the project manager. So we've got a lot of continuity between the West Gardner and York job, which, which is definitely helping. Yeah, I think that's very important and... Uh... It was an easy decision to put James on that project. He was he was ready. Scott said he was more than ready. And uh, as you said, to take that team from one spot to another, that's part of the reason why I believe the Turnpike, I don't believe they've, they've told us that, why they enjoy working with us is to see that continuity. So it's a great thing. And you guys have... How did you put it? You've knocked the crap out of it. I think that's. Uh, I, I was. I had to tone it down a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciated. She didn't have to. I didn't want to roll anything. the page on on the. Yeah, <laughs> trying to keep it PG rated. Here. We're all we're all Stop capable it. of that, but uh, yeah, we're not in the no spin zone right now. But it, uh, but yeah, it's definitely been a big thing, Doug, and a kudos to you all for for knocking the crap out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what I've been working on most most of the year. So well, it's been extremely busy. It uh, sounds like a quick recap, but it has been a lot in between there and yeah. you've kind of talked about your biggest challenge, but what's been your biggest reward in 2021? I would have to say the growth in some of our young guys, I talked about it earlier, um, which, which kind of goes across a bunch of different projects, but I mean, we're, we're always looking for the second generation to step up because hopefully you, you want somebody to re- replace you someday and, and to see us have some of these young guys grow from, you know, Sergeant Academy to laborers and, and now some of these guys stepping up and taking on the you know junior foreman type roles is it's pretty rewarding. And I had a bunch of those guys on my my projects this year, and and they're hungry um, to to get promoted. And I want to see more of that. But that's that's the rewarding thing for me is to to see stuff like that and watch projects get finished on time. And that's. That's what I like to see. I agree. We just went through, uh, and we've still been talking about some promotions and those type of things. You mentioned James McCarthy. We just promoted him to a junior superintendent. Um, and to see the growth in people, I mean, really, that is the biggest reward for all of us, I think, Doug, at the end of the day. And, of course, it's nice when you're doing well on top of it. That makes a lot of problems go away. So Yeah, I mean, you, you Herb always talks a lot about legacy, and, you know, that's something when, when you retire someday, then – you want somebody to perpetuate the company. So it's good to see younger generation guys with the drive and stuff um, that, you know, at some point you'll be able to move on and they're going to take take right over. So, Absolutely. you know, that's a focus we're always building on is trying to make sure 20 years from now, we're going to have a nice solid core of, of employees. And I think, I think we're doing a great job at that. 
So I know you bleed Sergeant through and through and could talk about it all day long, but let's talk about Doug Morrison for a minute. What's the, uh, what's the most challenging part of your job as the Southern Maine operations manager? Uh, it's definitely time management and, you know, I can't be everywhere at once and I get, you know, constant fire fires to put out on some of these, I wouldn't call them fires, but you know, challenges. And, uh, I want to help every superintendent out as much as, as much as I can, but you just don't have time for it. And, you know, I've got some young junior supers, which we, we talked about Jake Stevens and James McCarthy. And I feel as though I don't, I don't give those guys enough time. Um, and, and that's one of the things I was an advocate for this winter was some junior superintendent training because I hate setting somebody up for failure. And, you know, I try to spend time with them, but there's, I don't know how many hours are they're in a complete week, but it seems like 60 to 70 hours isn't, isn't enough to, to even get everything done. So that's, that's one of my biggest challenges for sure. Well, standing back and looking at it, you handle that challenge very well because you do have a, a lot going on. I mean, we're doing a, a, a massive volume in Southern Maine and uh, some of the complexity, as you mentioned, some of those projects makes it an even bigger challenge. Um, I know you've got a great team there and, and you guys handle a lot, but uh, I know how much they appreciate your time too. And as you said, you can only divide yourself so many ways and right. prefer to not have Doug Morrison working 90 hours a week either. Just so, that you know. <laughs> right. so, yeah. Um, but, uh, so on another note, just on the personal side, how's your family? How's life? Uh, it's great. It's busy outside as well as at work, uh, kids into sports. My son's big into hockey, so he's, you know, practice twice a week games on the weekends. And my daughter's a, a dance fanatic. So she's, I think she's taking 13 dance classes this, this year. So Goodness. she's pretty much a, a dance studio Monday through Friday, every day after school. So she's Gets her energy from classes. her dad, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, she's pretty energetic. So <laughs> Did she, you, uh, she keeps me busy. You take uh, dance as a child too, dog? Or was that... <laughs> I had to uh, ask. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to see me do the robot. Yeah, I didn't that's think my so. only move. I don't and think it's so. It's not that good. So. I've seen him no, dance before, and he's not that good. <laughs> no, no. He thinks he is oh, in the moment, I'm sure. I'm not going to say anything because I'm not either. But uh, Yeah. No. You know, at the time, though, Tim, I, I was pretty sure I was doing pretty good. Until you, so. until, until you saw me dance, right, Doug? Then he's yeah, like, wow, true. this guy's yeah, got it. Oh, yeah, that's exactly yeah. what it was, that's, I'm sure. I'm sure exactly what he thought. Yeah. So, Well, I was telling uh, just one more personal question. What's your favorite type of music, Doug? I was telling Emily earlier what your favorite type of music <laughs> oh, is. Geez. Uh, it, it changes every day. It's rap music. It's, it's country rock. It's eighties uh, rock. Uh, I think that's, that's about sums it up. No, yeah, not so Z107.3. I'm going to have I to do. have you gangster rap for me. Apparently. Oh, uh, it's, it's good. It's very good. <laughs> <laughs> Helps get a little bit of the 90s, aggression out. Yeah. It's nineties rap. Not the new, not the new style well, rap. It's all nineties rap. I like to do the same, turn the radio up when I'm driving so I can uh, get a little bit of well, just something out anyway. Yeah. So it depends on the day, but no, well, that's good, Doug. I'm glad your family's doing well too. You got uh, two great young kids and a, a nice wife there and, uh, you know, things, uh, seem to be going well for you. And, uh, here at work, I can say they're definitely going well. I'm very fortunate, uh, sitting here looking at both you and Tim to, uh, to be able to work with you guys. So appreciate no, right, everything. Right back at you. You've been, you've been great to work with as well. And you got a you got a bunch of good kids as well. Well, so. I'm pretty fortunate, and uh, flattery will get you nowhere. But you can <laughs> yeah. continue to do that because it will ultimately get you somewhere. But uh, <laughs> but no, it's been uh, it's been an enjoyable year in many ways, a tough year, but uh, awful nice to be able to sit back this time of the year and our superintendent's dinner and 
profit sharing checks coming out and just all those type of things. It's uh, nice to be able to reward people this time of the year. So definitely it is. And I, I really, I want to talk to Doug. I like the personality of him and I together. Cause guess what? If I'm struggling, he helps me out. If he's struggling, I help him out with people and personnel. And that's what it's all about. We're all here to get the job done. And if somebody needs help, we're definitely working together as a team. And I really enjoy working with him and sharing an office because well, it is cool seeing his ideas. It's comes fun, up fun to watch the banter back and forth. I can tell you. And I joked for a while, you guys were almost the same person. Um, I actually even had a name for you, but I won't do that on air. So, um, but uh, it was, uh, you know, to see that level of uh, just cooperation between each other, uh, you know, and it feeds right back into when we're all together, as I mentioned earlier, uh, that level of cooperation that you've all had from across the company. And as we've talked, we, we managed the company first, the region second, the job third. And, uh, you know, I, I believe that's starting to pay dividends for us in, in many ways. It's hard to tangibly see it, but it's definitely paying dividends. So yep, good agreed. job. Excellent job. Awesome. Doug, I'm not going to make you hang on here. I know you got a lot of stuff to do, so we'll hang up with you. But thanks for thanks for hopping on with us. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Anytime. All right. Have a great day. All right. We'll see you guys. Thanks, Doug. Thanks. He's gone. Yep. And Tim, I don't know. Do you want to stick around or you want to head out and do some work? What do you, what do you need to do, bub? I'll stick around and help on the shout outs, I guess. Right. I'm a team player. I like it. Good man. So before we get to shout outs, though, we've got Cameron Hagar who slipped in. And his sneakiness, and he's got a uh, safety topic for us. He's yeah, sitting so at the big mic today. He's uh, sitting at Herb's mic. Listen, I'm not the boss. He's the boss. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. I don't know, buddy. <laughs> you want to be a boss, get act like it. So take over. <laughs> well, I, I can't even get this microphone situated the way, the way Herb has it set up. So, um, Yeah, safety topic. So today we're going to talk a little bit about ca- uh, carbon monoxide. So carbon monoxide, it... It's a poisonous, colorless, odorless, tasteless gas, right? So we don't know when it's there. Um, the most common source of exposure for carbon monoxide is internal combustion engines. So a lot of the times I, when I think of that, I think of the suitcase generators we have on site, the other types of generators, um, you know, diesel engines, all sorts of different stuff. And particularly right now, as we get into the winter months, we got carbon monoxide from temporary heaters. And, you know, all sorts of different uh, types of fuel as well. So with carbon monoxide, there's a permissible exposure limit and then there's an action level uh, according to OSHA. So the legal limit that OSHA, that's what the permissible exposure limit, that's a legal limit at which an employee can be exposed to a hazardous substance over an eight-hour day. And then the action level, essentially what that means, it's, it's the level that requires attention, right? So the PEL or permissible exposure limit for carbon monoxide, according to OSHA, is 50 parts per million over an eight-hour day. So they say you can be exposed to 50 parts per million over an eight-hour day, right? And at the action level, when you need to start thinking about different things and really pay attention to it, is 35. That's according to OSHA, right? So as at Sargent, what we do a lot of the times, confined spaces, different things like that, we use uh, monitoring, active live reading air monitoring. We got MSA four gas meters and those meters, they start to go off at like 15 parts per million. So they're dressed, they start going off drastically lower than even what mm-hmm. OSHA says, right? It is the action level or permissible exposure limit. Um, and that's really, again, it's to be proactive to make sure that we don't experience some of those symptoms of carbon monoxide. Eric, Tim, you guys know and I, or you got an idea of what some of those symptoms might be? Putting Light, you on the spot. Lightheaded, dizzy, nauseous, tired. It, 
You hit them all. There. That's it. <laughs> I didn't even that. read it. Just let me step in there. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I took <laughs> over. I couldn't open. I couldn't open. Um, so, yep. And some people who have been exposed to even high concentrations might faint, lose consciousness, and even have uh, cherry red lips or fingertips, actually. That was one of the, I, I wasn't aware of that until I started researching some of this stuff. So, how do we prevent exposure, right? Use powered equipment in a well ventilated area, uh, provide additional ventilation where needed. Use air monitors, as I said earlier. Make sure that we are monitoring that level. If we got like a heater down, I'm thinking the Portland projects, right? We got a temporary heater or something down in the, you know, a trench or a coffer dam. Make sure we're monitoring that air um, and whatnot. And then just, you know, anybody that has signs or symptoms of this stuff, you know, get them to a ventilated area and get them medical attention if needed, right? Nothing nothing to mess around with. It's not. And and the important thing is it can't be seen, it can't be smelled, and, you know, you can't taste it, it it can't be heard, none of that. So we don't know. So we got to make sure that we use these air monitors uh, and actively look out for it that way. And and not only use the monitors, but pay attention. When they start beeping and blinking red and going off, that means that you should probably start... Use the monitor properly. Right. Have a calibrated monitor. Have all those type of things. Uh, the proper uses we should be having. I, I'll let the dad and me come out for a minute. I'd also recommend uh, you know folks at home make sure you get one of these at home as well. Um, it's that time of year where you know furnace is kicking back on, and if you're like me, you're always way behind getting your furnace clean from where you should be because you just don't think of it. Um, but it's time of year that uh, the stuff can start happening in the home too. And just a quick plug-in monitor can save a lot of things. Yeah. I mean, and don't forget if, if you've got a battery operated one, make sure you're che- checking those batteries and stuff too. It's probably about about time to change them out. Absolutely. Another, another thing that could happen this time of year with power going out, generators, make sure you keep that outside ventilated and outside your garage, close the door, stuff like that. So, Yep. Good point. One thing actually I, I wanted to bring up, a lot of those plug-in home carbon monoxide monitors that you get from Home Depot and stuff like that, they actually say right on them they're not cert- rated or certified for OSHA, like on a, on a job site. Good so to just know. something to keep in mind. Um, so, you know, we have a bunch of different safety vendors that we use for different things. Uh, in addition to the, you know, more expensive four gas meters that we have um, that we use for our confined space, they also offer less expensive carbon monoxide options and stuff like that. So if you think you're just going to go to Home Depot and stuff, you know, buy one of those monitors for a job site if, if we did need it for whatever reason um, – please reach out to the safety department and, and, and we'll walk you through that whole process to make sure we get what we need for our job sites to stay in compliance. Yeah, please great, do, great point. Please do reach out to Cam. We have these uh, uh, meters. We have pumps. We just bought a fairly substantial amount of uh, money spent on some pumps and everything. Which I think is going to be a Price is Right item in the future. So, so I should shut up. So, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I appreciate so that. It will, yeah. yeah. You can tell me to shut up. It's okay. I'm fine with it. Listen, Herb's the... Only one that's going to tell you to shut up. I may be in that seat, but I'm not telling you to shut up. Good answer. I'm not. Good, see, uh, I'm staying, I would take it. Stay, I would, stay and I would in your lane. I'm stay staying in my lane, just like Tim Page says. So, um, yeah, we, we did just buy, uh, for those of you listening, um, especially those of you that work at, at Sargent and use those four gas meters, we bought some additional pump probes that attach to those four gas meters uh, so we can correctly take uh, air monitor readings of, you know, down in a confined space, for example, a manhole, right? Before we go down in there, um, making sure we're doing the right things for the right reasons. So look out for that Price is Right item in the next couple of weeks when Emily, uh, when we get that out there. So yeah. thank you. It's great. Thank awesome. you for the safety topic. topic. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Sure. Okay, so it's time to move on to my favorite part of the podcast, shout outs. Ooh. 
I mean, of course, your interview. Tim's looking at me right now, like, really? My interview uh, wasn't your favorite part. Well, he's moderately insulted, but of, yeah, of course it was. But I you am know, a little bit. Yeah, you'll be fine. I'll go. <laughs> you'll with recover. It. These shout outs are pretty great, though. So you know what, Tim? Just because I'm feeling gracious, why don't you start us off today? You're gonna let me start. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna start with Chris Wilson. Um, shout out to Amy Soames in the office with all the insurance things going on. She got back to me within ten minutes with answers about HSA. And all the office folks rocks, he says. So that's a great one. He's got another one for, um, I want to give Justin Wilson a shout out. He has always has a positive attitude, even when the job requires him to get down and dirty. Uh, when given a new task, he approaches them with eyes wide open and willingness to learn. He gives 110% each day. And I want to reinstate that with him. He's a great young fellow from Holton, Maine, and he has a very bright future in this company. So awesome. well keep done. up the great work. Um, and last one, uh, he wants to give a shout-out to Roger Stairs, who's also a county boy. Um, he always uh, is busy doing something. He's kind of the 600-pound tamp. He's, oh, excuse me, he's the king of the 600-pound tamp. He always has uh, a one-liner that keeps him laughing. So great job by Roger. He's a new uh, rehire from way back. His father used to work here, and uh, we hired him back this year. He's a great, great addition. So thanks for all you do, Roger. Uh, next shout out is from Ben Chadwick. You'd like to give a f- former employee a shout out, actually. Ruben Curtis, who's the plant manager for Haley at the Monmouth plant, wants to give him a shout out for letting uh, letting him use the bay at the Monmouth plant to replace the turbo on his service truck. And uh, the folks at Haley and a couple former employees over there have been uh, great partners to us in letting us use the yard there in Monmouth after we sold the plant. That's really awesome. Uh, so next shout out is from Kevin Gordon. This is a longer one, but it's a good one. Shout out to the entire York MTA Toll Plaza demo project team. James McCarthy, Sean Powell, Chris Curtis Bro, Corey Buck, Robert Kerr, Nicole McKenna, Zach Pinkham, and Benny Woodward Jr. Uh, he says, I stopped in to visit late one afternoon. Curtis's crew was placing gravel, uh, then some hot mix asphalt over a storm drain trench to open up the shoulder prior to leaving for the evening. As they worked, James joined in running compactor. Then as it was getting dark, Sean and Benny showed up to help out. It was so nice to see everyone jumping in to help out teammates. Just great job, everyone. That's what being a sergeant is all about. That's what, out. That's what it's about. Nobody leaves till the job's done. The job so done. Great job by everybody. All right, so our next shout-out is Anonymous, and they say the benefits team needs a shout-out for their work on open enrollment. As far as I'm concerned, it's been easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy. Honestly, super easy. Thanks for the willingness, time, and effort. It shows, and they are just awesome. This one's by Richard Woodward Sr. He wants to give a shout-out to the HR department. Boy, they're getting a lot of shout-outs today. They are. Eh? Oh, yeah. They're kicking butt and taking names. Best $10 uh, they ever spent. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Heather and Amy. And everyone else in the department for all you do for us daily behind the scenes, especially with everything you have to do in regards to setting up the new insurance. So I can attest to that. That team did a, a great job. Uh, the initial wave of insurance quotes that came at us were drastically higher than where things ended up, and they did a great job of getting the package down for all of our employee owners. So excellent job by then. Uh, last shout-out we've got here is from R.J. Russell, one of my favorites. RJ gave a shout-out in an email here last week, too, but he's decided to do it on the air. He's got a shout-out to sergeants who persevere through difficult times. We are strong. It's my honor to be a part of such a magnificent team. Let's take care of each other, and by the grace of God, we will rock the construction industry. And RJ, all I've got to say, buddy, is life's a garden. Can you dig it? And I know that you can. So rock good on. job. Rock, rock on. on, RJ. I love rock it. On. Southern Main Fuel. And actually, Cam has another shout-out. I do. So I actually have one more shout-out for the benefits team. 
Uh, I sent it over to Emily, and I wanted to give a shout out to Emily, Amy, Tasha, Carrie, Heather, anyone, everyone else. I I don't know everyone's names because I know I think there was some behind the scenes stuff. Some people there were. did. Um, just for making the open enrollment process easy and informative, uh, I attended the session on December first, and it was seamless to sign up for the benefits. I think it took me like 30 seconds. So I just want to thank you all so much and I appreciate everything you all do. And if you haven't signed up yet, get on it. Cause it is easy. It took me, I wouldn't say 30 seconds, probably three minutes. I'm a little slower than Cam, <laughs> but it really is easy to go in there and sign up and do it. But let's get, get this done for the team. So they can get that process. So they're not chasing us down. Yeah. I know Emily's got some uh, announcements surrounding that a little bit later on. And uh, I would just encourage everyone uh, before Emily's announcement, just Please do educate yourself. Uh, the ability to do that's out there, and she'll get into the details on that. But uh, educate yourself, get your significant other involved, and uh, do take the time to fill it out. You have to fill out something regardless uh, because of the change in the benefits, so please do take the time. Um, I rec- highly recommend taking a look at that benefits guide, too, that was sent out. I know it's, you know, I, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30 pages, or something, but there is so much good information in there. I know I looked through it. That was well done. Um, it, it was very well done by the entire benefits team, and, and I know it helped me understand a lot of the new benefits um, related to what we are signing up for. So if you, ha- if you haven't received it or taken a look at it, open it up, you know, spruce through it, whatever you want to call it, and, and just it has a lot of good stuff in there. Yeah, so, and I just – one more shout-out to Amy Solms, especially since you mentioned that benefits package. I mean, she – Got all of that together in less than a week. I mean, she put in some long hours. Her and I were the last ones in this parking lot several nights um, the past couple of weeks just trying to get everything together. She has been phenomenal. Yeah. Um. So she really just deserves it, some major kudos for the amount of work she's put in on this. This wasn't just a cut and paste and, uh, and uh, yeah, send it out type of deal. She yeah. had a lot of work to do. Great job. All right, so we're going to move on to The Price is Right. This is not gangster rap. <laughs> no. This is that Johnny Guitar Watson? Yeah. If I'm, oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that music should follow you anywhere you go, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Let it open up doorways. I think it'd be great. It is it is some good music. I'll 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 give it to her. I'll give it to him. Uh so this week uh we wanted to know the cost of a Cat 390 rental per hour. And I was a little disappointed that there weren't more guesses. Maybe this one just threw people off and they weren't sure where to go with it, but um we had about 10 guesses this week. So, you know what? Tim, why don't you uh, let us know how much was it? How much is it per hour? Uh the per hour rate is $227 an hour. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for a machine. <laughs> yeah. It is. One hour, $227. Wow. So we had guesses ranging from uh, $73.60 from Jeff Costello. Come on, to- Jeff. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. You know, be- <laughs> you know better than that. $73. To Ben Watson, who obviously felt this was a very expensive piece of equipment, $550 per hour. Um. But our, our true winner this week was Scott McDonald at $202.22. So uh, kudos to you, Scott. Congratulations, Scott. That's a great number, too. Yeah, and we'll uh, make sure Kim gets a hold of you and you'll get to choose your $50 either 
gift card to the Sargent store, $50 Visa gift card to use whatever you for whatever you'd like, or $50 Amazon gift card. Um, it's a good time to be winning the prices right, right here near the holidays. And for those of you that don't know Scott, he's new to us this year, um, moved back to Maine with his wife and, and twin kids, and uh, uh, Scott came to us uh, earlier in the summer, and he's been up in Holton uh, working on the LP site under Chris Lynch. He's a senior foreman and been doing a great job for us. So awesome. Glad, glad to have, have you. And I did, uh, before you move on, Emily, just wanted to put it into perspective. That Cat 390, um, when we were on the Back Cove West job, uh, putting in the 60-inch pipe on the project, Alex Morgan's crew, Chris Doerr was running the machine. Uh, that crew was running about $13,000 an hour between all the manpower and equipment that was there. So wow, when you, uh, think, a about a, when you think about a 15-minute downtime for something happening, it's a, a serious chunk of change that starts to add up. But they absolutely crushed that job and the item that they were performing and did a fantastic job. So good job. That's awesome. And they did it safely also. I mean, some tough conditions. I mean, I like how you throw that in there. Yeah. yeah, That that was for you. He's smooth. He's smooth. You'll find (laughs) that out. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, next week on the price is right. We want to know the cost of an a 40 Volvo. What, what is that? That is an articulated haul truck. Okay. So think the big trucks you see on landfills and places like that. Okay, so an A40 Volvo, that's what we want to know the price of. And I'm, I'm going to give you a hint this week since oh, Herb's you sure? not here. Herb's not here. You, yeah. Are you okay? Big I, hint. I, I, know. Oh. I know. Well, he's not here to tell me no, Is so it? I'm just going to do it and ask for forgiveness later. Everyone no. hear that? No. I Is it, it more than a dollar and less than $10 million? <laughs> Yeah, right? Uh, that's about the range. It's, yeah. It is more than $100,000, <laughs> Okay, but less than a million. That's... See, I know you're a news anchor, but you're sounding like a weatherman now. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it's starting to sound like. Hundred between a hundred thousand and a million. So there you go. Yeah. There you go. Figure it out. Hey, yep. it's better than a dollar and it a is. million. It is. It's a, it's a help. Half so. an inch, two, half an inch, two feet. What's the difference? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fine. Give, give them three feet, they take a yard. <laughs> awesome. So make sure you guys text those in, get those into me, and uh, hopefully we'll have a large group of people guessing next week. Uh, so we're going to move on to some announcements as uh, Eric was Eric and Tim and Cam were all saying earlier, uh, it is open enrollment time. Things are rolling and you have until December 15th. That's next Wednesday. And as Eric said, everyone, every single employee has to fill out this year's open enrollment form. Everybody. You have to do it if you want insurance. Yes. Uh, And even if you don't want insurance, you still have to go in there and waive everything. So regardless of whether you want insurance or not, you've got to go in and fill out this form. And um, I, I would encourage anybody, let's say a laborer, if you're on a job and you don't have a computer or thing, get with the superintendent. They can help you through this process also. Reach out to some people. You know, Don't be afraid. If you don't absolutely. know, just reach out to somebody. We'll, we'll help you through the process for sure. For sure. There's lots of people who can help. Um, a lot of you have been you know, filling out these benefits forms for forever, so you, you kind of know your way around it. Um, and then Amy Soames is a fantastic resource, but I would also encourage, as Cam said, go watch that benefits workshop. We had all of our different partners from from Cigna, uh, Cross Insurance, uh, Patient Advocates, FedLogic, which is a new thing we're um, we're offering this year. They were all on to explain those benefits. Um, and so they can give you a more detailed and in-depth description of, of all of it. So if you're a little confused and you want some more information, that benefits workshop, uh, I emailed it out yesterday. I also texted it out and it has been um, placed on our employee Facebook page, which if you're not a part of, you should be a part of 
Um, it's, it's, we get to share some Good awesome stuff and it's, it's not just me sharing information. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's our employee owners sharing photos and there's some, it's just a fun place to, to go see what everybody's up to. Absolutely. So if you have a chance, go on Facebook, it's Sergeant Employees and it's employees only. We do allow um, some family members and stuff on there too, some wives and whatnot, spouses of any sort. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great place to get some resources. So, so definitely if you are wondering, watch the benefits workshop. I watched the first one and it's uh, very informative, very well done. Um, for some tough information to present to people, it's definitely broken off into some bite-sized pieces. So get on there and watch it, ask questions. And as Tim said, helps out there if you need it. Yep, exactly. And just to give you a, a heads up that help, the best person to reach out to, Amy Soames. You can reach her at A-S-O-M-E-S at sergeant.us, and she will be able to help you out with, with anything you need. So with that said... I think we have a podcast. We have a podcast. Somehow it all came together and uh, <laughs> appreciate Herb letting us take the reins this week and uh, very trusting of him to do so. Uh, hopefully we didn't mess it up too bad. Uh, hopefully not. So uh, any last words? Uh, last words. Um, I guess I would say a couple things. One, you mentioned the Facebook uh, employee page uh, really did my heart good. There were a lot of folks uh, sharing pictures on there, with their families around Thanksgiving time and everything. Um, I'm still latching on to Thanksgiving being my favorite holiday because Christmas is coming up and I just wish it was Thanksgiving. But, um, so it was nice to see that. Appreciate everyone doing it Uh, again, really heartwarming Uh, as we're in December now and the year's getting ready to close out. I, I say quite often, there's no Super Bowl trophy at the end of the year. We just hit the reset button and go on to the next one. Um, but take some time this month to, to really let it all sink in a little bit. All the challenges that we've been through the success that we've had, uh, despite those challenges, and the fact that we've all done it together. And uh, to me, there's there's just no greater reward than that. So we're heading into the end of the year with a strong year. We're coming into the next year, looking at a strong year. And I don't think there's any better time to be part of Sergeant right now than at this moment. So join us. Bring some people in. Yep, I would agree. Let's let's. Uh, Thanksgiving was a great time. Christmas coming out. Happy New Year to everybody. Be safe out there. Uh, work hard. Play hard. Uh, but let's all enjoy it and... Let's be grateful for what we had this year, and let's go kick, kick butt and take names next year also. so. And I got zero accidents, and Herb might give me some crap for this, but where are you adding value today? Oh, oh. there you go. You got it in there. Zero accidents. Zero accidents. Who are you mentoring today? Oh, there it is. Ooh. Love it. Well, I was going to lead, you know, end <sighs> off with that, but I'll just say zero accidents. We missed you, Herb. 